This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk for Tuesday, July the 30th. I'm your host, D.A. Everyone talks about Tom Brady as the greatest of all time. Everyone talks about Aaron Rodgers perhaps as the greatest talent in quarterback history. Everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes as the most exciting player in the NFL. But how about the forgotten man, Drew Brees, who has already won one Super Bowl, is certainly headed to the Hall of Fame, is putting up ridiculous numbers when all is said and done, and was a breath away from another Super Bowl this past January when the blown call allowed the Rams to slip by the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Well, Drew Brees has a new target. Remember all that success he had with Jimmy Graham at tight end? How about veteran tight end Jared Cook? Sports Talk with Bobby A. Barron Company on WWL in New Orleans. Here's Brees talking about his new tight end target. Seems like that Jerry Cook has really responded to what you're asking him to do and vice versa. The expectations, um, kind of what you may be able to do at times with Jimmy Graham. Uh, we all know the success that was there. Yeah, um, I, I've been really impressed with Jared. Uh, he's he's obviously a, um, a very talented guy, you know, uh, really big frame, runs extremely well. I mean, you, you can tell he's a savvy veteran player. You know, he's played a lot of football. Um, you know, he understands – you kind of where to be on the field um, in, in in a lot of places. He knows he knows how to separate. Um, obviously, he's got you know long legs, long arms. He can he can separate and then go up and get high point the ball really well. Um, he does a lot of little things in the intermediate passing game really well. They just require feel and experience, and you can tell he's got it. Um, so I've been really impressed with him. I think he's picked up the offense really well too. And you know, there, there's <laughs> there's so much. So many opportunities, I think, for that position in this offense, not just when you line up inside, but, you know, just like we used to do with Jimmy Graham, you know, line him up outside, move him around, um, try to create those matchups, you know, for a guy like him. And, um, yeah, uh, we, it's always nice when you can talk about something, you know, whether you see it on film or you're just talking through something and you're waiting for the opportunity to arise where you're actually able to do it in practice. And, and that's happened with us a couple times over the last few days where it happens in practice and it happens just the way you've been talking about it. And it's one of those right. things that, you know, it's positive reinforcement. And um, I think it just continues to build the, the trust, uh, the trust factor. Drew, you guys had a uh, interesting setup today for your quarterback challenge. Can you give us a little insight <laughs> of what, what happened today with that, with that deal or that will be re- released later on? Well, it, it will be released later on, and so I don't want to totally let the cat out of the bag. But I um, uh, announced it on social media last night that, that we were going to have uh, a guest appearance from Zion Williamson for our quarterback challenge, and that it was going to include basketballs and footballs. So 
Um, that's exactly what happened. We, we took it to the indoor facility because we, we had to keep it very secretive. Um, and so the you'll see who the winner is tonight, but I'm just telling you, it came down to the water. It actually it went to overtime. I appreciate all the fans out there who, who have voted for me to win. I, I hope that that's the case. I hope you all kind of have a chance to win a bunch of cool Saints and Pelican swag, which was promised out of this, and an autographed football from me and Zion. But um, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just have to see. I'm just, it, it, it went down to the wire, though. How is your relationship with Zion, and what are your impressions of him? I know you, you, when, he, when he arrived in New Orleans, you sent him a, a jersey and kind of passing the torch, so to speak. From everything I've heard, you know, even prior to meeting him, was that he was, he was a great young man, obviously a, a guy who you could really build uh, a team and an organization around. And, and I know, obviously, everybody has that hope for him. I think he, he seems like he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Um, you can tell he loves the game of basketball. It's actually kind of funny. I uh, Leaving the Saints facility today, I heard that he was in shooting hoops in the Pelicans facility. So I popped my head in there and just kind of watched some of the stuff he was doing and um, really impressed with just you know the, just some of the subtle things. Um, you can tell that a lot of guys, I think, that come out of, of, of college, especially at 19 years old, are just young and real raw talents, and, and yet – I think there's some polish to him, and, and, and I think that's the credit to the people around him. Hey, let's be honest. Jared Cook has been in the NFL for a long time, has had a good career, but he's 32 years old, and he's never been compared to Jimmy Graham. Let's not go crazy here. Graham was a remarkable talent that Sean Payton knew how to get into space, and Drew Brees utilized him perfectly, but Graham hasn't had the success that he had in New Orleans anywhere else, and now he's in Green Bay, and we can't expect Cook to be the same guy, but Breeze makes all of his receivers, tight end and wide receivers, just look better because of how perfect he is with the football. So we expect plenty of targets and plenty of production from a guy like Jared Cook this year. In Detroit, it's year number two for Matt Patricia. Year one didn't go so well, but are the Lions buying in more this year than in last year's training camp and regular season? Here is the Lions head coach on 97 won the ticket in Motown with Jamie and Stoney. There was a perception last year that some of the guys were not buying into the the new system, you, the whole deal. Now everybody talks about how there's, it's, I don't want to say new attitude, but people are buying in. They saw what this defense could do the last you know five, six weeks of the season. Have you noticed a difference in the way players are reacting to you? Um, you know, I think the guys just, just it's, uh, it's always hard the first year, you know, with change. I think just in general. Um, you know, you're trying to get used to a new system, new expectations, new scheme on top of it, and, and everything that changes uh, along your just kind of daily routine. We love routine. You know, I think players and coaches, we like to be in the same routine all the time. It just kind of allows our habits to kick in where we can now improve every single day we're there. And certainly, you know, everything was a change in routine. Um, you know, I think to the players' credits 100%. Uh, in the off season, we had some great conversation about ways to kind of maybe – um, you know, do some things or get a better understanding of what we're doing. And, and certainly, you know, it all starts with me. i got to do the best I can to make sure I'm doing everything to help the players grow and, and to improve. So it's just a great combination of team. I mean, that's what the game's all about. That's why we love it. It's just everybody working together, and uh, I think everybody understands that, and that's what we're trying to do. We're talking to Lions head coach Matt Patricia here on 97 won the ticket. In training camp, Matt, what, what are you looking the most for? Are you just looking for effort and hard work or – are you looking for precision with the way guys are, I guess, you can never perfect things, but getting close to perfecting things as you possibly can? Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination. Obviously, you got to have effort, and you got to have all of that to begin with. Um, for us, it's big just evaluating the players. You know, what do they do well? Um, you know, how can we get them to improve as players? 
definitely having to lay the foundational groundwork for the fundamental skill sets that they're all going to have to use through the course of the season and take advantage of doing all that. But um, there's some scheme involved, and, and obviously mastering the scheme is important. Um, but for us, it's all about improvement. We just got to get better every day. Um, you know, there's really no time anymore to go back and redo something. So you, you have to get it right the first time, and that's how it is during the season, and it's really how it is during training camp now. You got to love what you do to do what you do and, and the amount of hours that you put in. But Bob Quinn said something the other day that struck me. He's talked about practice and you're obviously evaluating, like you just said, but he said a lot of the evaluation is done when you rewatch practice on tape, watching your own team practice a second time. Is that one of the real tedious parts of this job or is it something you enjoy? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you got to love all of it. You know, there's nothing tedious. I mean, there's nothing better than going in and watching practice tape. I think that's when you really uh, can step into the kind of the teacher mode of what you want to do. You know, you can slow it down. You can correct it. You can really uh, explain to the players where the hands should be, what the footwork looks like. You can pause it before the snap and kind of go through an awareness standpoint, whether it's what the opponent's doing or what the guy across from you is kind of alignment is. And I think that's where Actually, it's the most fun when you go back into the teaching mode in the classroom, and and then what you're looking for is the next time you're out in the field, you're looking for that improvement at that point. So, um, you know, I think when you go out of practice, certainly as a coach, you have a certain feel for how practice goes, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And, you know, um, I think when you go in and watch the tape, you you realize it's it's never as good and it's never as bad, and that's a good way for us to just kind of keep it uh, baseline the entire way through. It's understandable if players kind of trust Patricia more, but there's plenty to prove for Matt Patricia. Last year, most of the headlines out of Detroit were him scolding the media for dressing like slobs or not sitting up at press conferences. In the meantime, here's Patricia, known for his huge, unkempt beard, his backwards hat, and a pencil behind his ear. Not exactly a three-piece suit heading over to the opera. But if Patricia wins, who cares? And if Patricia wins, nobody in Detroit will care. It's been a long time since they had a head coach that they can really trust will be there for a long time. And we're still waiting for Patriots assistant coaches to finally come to the forefront and be great head coaches outside of Belichick. It hasn't happened yet. Could Patricia finally break that mold? Perhaps. But year one was not a good indicator. A guy that many have targeted as perhaps the most productive back, both on the ground and out of the backfield, is Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. And the Panthers running pack says that he takes any and all slights as motivation. He joined the clubhouse in Charlotte with Kyle Bailey on WFNZ. Christian, I was listening to uh, Ron with our morning guys this morning. They were talking about you a little bit. And they said, uh, I can't remember if it was Ron or, or maybe Max. Somebody said, you know, Christian's never going to say this stuff, but he does take some of these slights personally. You know, and I don't, not in a bad way, but, you know, when you 42 on that top 100 list or, you know, a Pro Bowl snub or things like that, you're pretty buttoned up in the way that you talk and you don't say a lot about that sort of stuff. But do you use that as fuel? Is that sort of a chip on the shoulder type thing or do you let it just be white noise? Well, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, I think every NFL player at one point has been counted out, and I think that's what keeps a competitor going. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't rank myself. You know, it's not for me to decide. All I can focus on is, is, is being the best me, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not for me. You know, it's out of my control, so I really just let it be. And, and I ask that only to say it feels like this team, there's something coming together, a lot of talent, a lot of young guys, a lot of experience. feels like these guys, you, you guys like each other a lot, and that matters a lot too, that you guys are being overlooked a little bit. Do you feel that way, and how much do you care? 
I think, uh, you know, I don't care at all. I, I love our guys in our locker room, and, and that's what you focus on, you know. I think there's, you know, it's like draft day, right? There's there's 32 teams that can take you, but one takes you. And at the end of the day, that's the team that, that's, you know, I'm very thankful I came here because, you know, I, I, I they believed in me. And, and I think that's the way we feel as well. We believe in each other. We don't care what anybody else is saying. Everybody on this team has each other's back, and, and, and we know how special we can be. And, uh, it's up to us to execute, and I think understanding that we have you know, the talent to be very great is one thing, but putting it together and going out and, and playing good team ball is another thing. So that's just what we're focused on right now is taking it day by day and competing against each other. Last thing, I'll let you get out of here. Cam looks like the zips back a little bit on the, when he's throwing the football. Looks like he, you know, when a guy's healthy and having fun out there, even when you're not going through reps, he's still out throwing the ball around like he always has. Is that what you sense? Is that what you see from him? Definitely. You know, Cam, Cam's Cam. You know, if he's in, he's in. And uh, for us, it's been it's been great. You know, he's got the same energy, obviously, that he always has. He's throwing the ball really well, and uh, you know, our offense is getting better every day. Christian, I just want to say this to you, bro. You are a baller. You were ranked 42 or whatever. I played 11 years in the league, and I never got to vote <laughs> on who's the top 10 players. Yeah. I don't know who votes or who says whatever, but you don't worry about that. You just keep doing you. <laughs> Appreciate brother. it, man. Yeah. McCaffrey's amazing because he's all business all the time. And let's face it. Because of the color of his skin, a lot of guys don't take him seriously. Probably a lot of fans and media as well around the NFL. But he was totally legit at Stanford. And even though we don't see white running backs often, certainly not as every down backs, McCaffrey's got speed, skill, hands out of the backfield. And most observers would agree that this is Cam Newton's best collection of skill position guys he's ever had really at any level. So if Cam can't win this year with these guys, then there's a real problem. Expect McCaffrey to put up some big-time numbers this season. Ray Lewis has always loved himself some Ray Lewis. He's already in the Hall of Fame, and his teammate for a long time with the Ravens, Ed Reed, is going to go there as well. Here is Ray on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore discussing his friendship and being a teammate with Ed Reed and can't help but pat himself on the back for all that great film work that Ray did. I don't know, uh, you know, outside of a quarterback, I don't know if people watch as much him as men that watch him. You know, every every for for at least a block of ten years, um, you can take ten years for sure, probably all eleven, to where every day after every meeting, we didn't leave the facility. We were back in a meeting, sitting with them most of the time. Coaches weren't allowed, right, because the guys needed to see it. Then once he really understood what I was trying to do and the mission, then he was to the house every other day. And we're, then we come on the off season and we're like, nah, bro, let's look at this schedule, who we playing, what it's supposed to look like. So we're going through the schedule. We're studying tape from the previous years. We're studying tendencies. And I'm telling you, I don't know a better duo to study their opponents the way me and I, and I'm and I'm just a credit to him because I was already doing it and to see his willingness to sit down Jeremy and do that with me time and time again there there were days there were days that he would just Lou I'm gonna just I'm gonna just crash upstairs bro the, the, my house is your house and it was just that man it was the commitment so when we walked into meetings I mean the coaches would be speaking on the defense and me and Ed would take over the defense. Like, no, 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 this is how we're going to do this, and this is how we're going to do this. And Oh, my gosh, man, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's a commitment. It's the ultimate sacrifice. And that's why when you're watching the game, the way I watch the game with my eyes, it blows my mind when, I, when you can feel 
that guys are not studying nothing at all. And so that's one that's one credit me and that guy had, man, that we we put in a lot of work when it comes to film study. Sure. Ray, all all these things you shared and we talked about the you and your time here and working out and leaving the country and working out in the off season, but then to finish Ed's last year in Baltimore, your last year in the league and to go on that Super Bowl run together, I mean, that's that, that's a Disney movie. We knew that it was my last time, period. And i never forget, early in the year, you know, when we were talking, just talking about, you know, we was, I think, what, three or four, one, four and one at the time, and we were like, bro, we can make a real run, like a real run. Because, you know, I mean, realistically, we looked at our team as well, and said, you know, we're probably going to break up after this year. You know, we knew that. Mm-hmm. I think all of us as veterans knew that. So it, it was it was this commitment that happened. And then in the Dallas game, of course, everything was shook up, right? When I popped my tricep, and uh, and I and I, I remember telling them, I was like, look, win enough games to get me in the playoffs. Period. Yeah. Period. Because there's something that we have to finish. And for me and that young man, I'm telling you, Scott, Jeremy, I just wish people can live with what we sacrificed, like to get to that last ring. Nobody will never understand the pain that I was going through. I, I couldn't even carry my arm half of the nights I was going to sleep. But to know that that man's commitment, and he looked at me and he said, Big Brother, I'm going to bring you your ring. Because he knew I was hurting. And i never forget, every time we looked at each other, he knew it. And I'm looking at him in every game. And I got ready to come back. And then when I, when I was having, I had my surgery, and I came back to see the guys, man. And, you know, I started practicing a little bit. And I looked at him and I said, look, I, I'm, you think I should make this run? For, and this was before we played Denver in the regular season. And he was like, big brother, you got to chill. We, if we ain't man enough to handle this and, until you can get back, then we will not deserve it. I said, look, just get me there. And, and that brotherhood, that commitment is just like the way it started. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ed Reed was one of the most remarkable safeties of all time because really he created offensive plays on defense. Every time there was a tip drill, a deflected pass, a fumble, anywhere in his vicinity, you knew that Reed was capable of taking it back to the house. And Reed's ability to just be a warrior out there and be one of the most nimble athletic safeties that have ever played the game made enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame so obvious. I mean, it was unquestioned. Now, for Ray, look, Ray was great as well, but Ray really likes reminding everybody how great he was. For Ed Reed, he never had to do that. Ed was always so humble, so quiet, never demonstrative away from the football field. I think that Ravens fans really resonated and connected with Ed Reed for a long time. And Reed's ability to make offensive plays at a defense has really never been matched. 
No matter what you do in the city of Cleveland, you can talk about the new Cavaliers, the new Browns, the Indians and their race to an AL Central Championship, perhaps if they can chase down the Minnesota Twins, perhaps just getting to a, a wild card berth and making a run from there. No matter what, you can't stop talking about LeBron in Cleveland. No matter what, LeBron is still a hot-button topic. And LeBron, with his son Bronny on an AAU team, went crazy as a father in the stands. He was sitting baseline watching Bronny do his thing. And once Bronny had a slam dunk and a couple big highlight plays, LeBron raced onto the court, went down to one knee, started celebrating. One of his sneakers came off, and he's hooping and hollering, but he's definitely on the floor. Is this a big deal or no deal? Because LeBron is getting ripped. Here is 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland with Bull and Fox. People are ripping LeBron. I can't, yeah, people find, can find anything to rip somebody about. You know, like, it's so ridiculous. I guess I can too. But, like, people are ripping LeBron because his son dunked in some game. I don't know what the hell tournament this is. Whatever. I just saw the video. And, and LeBron loses his mind. He goes nuts and, he's, and he, gets on the, he goes on the court. He looks like he's two years old. What do you mean he looks like he's two years old? Why, because he's excited? No, you, you can be excited. Like, I, you have kids. My kid does something, something you know, in sports. I get excited. Yeah. Stay off the court. What's the big deal? They're playing a game. Wasn't there a timeout? I, I, I don't know. You, you still you run on the court? You can't run on the court during, during a timeout of any game. Yeah. Our, by the way, our guest today, including Morgan Burnett, with us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, what? He, I, I he just runs, don't understand. Adam. It's like people are just looking for something to get mad at LeBron for. What is he? Who cares he, that I'm he not ran mad on at LeBron? The court? It's I'm some like, stupid random he, basketball game. All right, the kid's like twelve feet in the air in junior high. He's not that high. How, how high is his hand above the rim? A foot? Well, it has to be a foot to dunk. About a foot. He's in junior high. I'd be going bananas if my kid did that. Not that impressive. The play was the. the it's not that impressive. Play, play. stopped. That's fine. He, it, that's not impressive. Not to me. In junior high school, I was doing the same thing. Man, you're a hater. I'm not a hater. I'd stay off the court. Why? It's the timeout. Look, timeout. So any dad can run on the court during a timeout. If your son dunked, yeah. If my junior high school kid dunked, I'm running on the court. I mean, I'd probably be coaching, but. Who cares? Out on the court. I mean, I get, I understand. Like, get excited. If People my kid, ripping Tom Brady's jumping off of his. It's his kid. Not beating him up. The kid's fourteen. He's about to be in high school. I, I, yeah, that's just ridiculous. And he loses his shoe. So what? Looks like a damn fool. That's if ridiculous. Any other parent ran on the court during a game. Yeah, they'd be ridiculed. So why does he get special privileges? He didn't LeBron? start a fight. What do you mean they'd be ridiculed? He, he you ran, idiot parents fighting each other over baseball. He ran Screaming the at the umpires and refs. He, he celebrated with his kids. The ki- How excited were those kids to celebrate with him? They probably were very excited. Exactly. So what's the problem? I, don't, I just think. He's not just any guy. He's freaking LeBron James. Okay. The greatest basketball player we've ever seen. Besides maybe Michael Jordan. Dude, he's on the court doing like a kung fu kick. Who cares? I mean, Really? Blame the other parents. No, 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 the kids don't want to celebrate with the other parents. They want to celebrate with LeBron. All right. I, I mean, I can see that. The kids probably loved it. Of course they loved it. But he looks like a fool out there. He doesn't look like a fool at all. Why? Adam, he runs on the court. He loses his shoe. He's got a, he's got a, a one shoe on. He's got a sock on. He's carrying his other shoe. He's doing a kung fu kick. 
So what? His son just dunked. His son's it's like not, in seventh it wasn't grade. his first dunk. He's dunked all the time. Does he? I don't know. LeBron tweets his videos. Of the, well, and there's all kinds of highlight videos out there. The kid dunking all the time. Like that? An alley-oop? It was a one-handed alley-oop. It's not that Dude, great. Dude, you make it seem like everybody can do that It's LeBron in junior team. high. First off. You were dunking in junior high? When I was 14, I was dunking, yes. My gosh, man. But that, I mean, that's rare. Okay. My dad was running on the court. Uh, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to tell my dad to start running? If he did, I'd be okay with should, that. Should I tell Randy he's a bad dad for not running on the court? No. I mean, jeez. There's a way to celebrate without, like, losing your mind. You just... Wait, wait you... You're not going to lose your mind if your kid does that someday? I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, of course. I'm not so high- you're going to lose your mind, but you're just going to do it off the court. You're not going to go not bananas. I'm not going to run to the court. You lose, your mi- you lose your mind about a home run in a baseball game. Of course. For $5. I mean, come on. I understand. I just, I, I, I just think you stay off the court. Look, there's a couple of things here. Number one, if any other dad does this, there's no doubt we clown him. There's no doubt. I mean, if any other dad does this, we are laughing and pointing the finger and saying, don't do it, man. You can't do that. You're going overboard. But LeBron's LeBron, and so there's a different set of rules. Should there be? Maybe, maybe not. But because of how great that he is, it's kind of fun to see him get into things. I mean, we couldn't really imagine Michael Jordan doing something like that or Larry Bird doing something like that. So to see the exuberance from LeBron is pretty special, but there's no doubt it's overboard. He doesn't have to race onto the court. At the same time, I mean, it's clearly better for LeBron to be over-enthusiastic with his son than not be there and be absent. So for LeBron, who didn't have a dad in his life, maybe it's important for him to be over-the-top involved in his son's life, to go back the other way and to make sure his son understands how supportive he is being. But, yeah, it's, it's overboard celebration for an AAU game, no doubt. Finally, there's a systemic problem going on in western Pennsylvania. Just outside of Pittsburgh at a Walmart, there's a woman who's apparently peeing on the potatoes. Here to the Fan Morning Show, 93.7 in Pittsburgh, getting down to the nitty-gritty. Jim's questioning whether she attempted to go on all of them oh, at all once. all the potatoes. Yeah, no, or whether she grabbed the specific potato a and said, hey, pota- you're See, my victim. That changes things. You know what? You're right about this. Is she doing it in a, on a sack of potatoes or a potato right. singular? And, and those potatoes How are, these are potatoes in one of those rat? big potatoes. bins. Yes, potatoes. Right. Are and they in a big bin or potatoes. are they in a... Potatoes. <laughs> this is interesting to me. So, okay, back to the associate. Do you just run right to your supervisor? Do you hope that um, after the initial shock wears off, I yell, Hey! What are you doing? What are you doing to the potatoes? It is not totally clear why she allegedly did this. However, corporate officials say the store takes the safety of its customers very seriously. Okay. Meantime, shoppers this morning are just trying to wrap their heads around this. But sometimes people also do things as a prank that they might think is funny, but can have some pretty serious ramifications. Yes, very serious ramifications, including criminal charges, whence police actually find her. Walmart also weighed in, saying that this was outrageous and obscene behavior, and there is absolutely no tolerance for it. We're going to continue to follow this story. Well, I would hope it's zero tolerance. Like, it's not a couple strikes and then you're out. Like, it has to be zero tolerance. Big thanks to Mike Holden, Katie, or WPXI, excuse me, uh, for that. If someone knows this lady. Her picture's all over the news now. Yeah. Could you imagine going in front of the district magistrate in West uh, Firestone or whoever's out in West Mifflin, whoever it is out there, and going to his courtroom and being like, "Hey, hey, look, 
You're on tape. Was that you? Yeah. I mean, what valid <laughs> excuse could you ever give? There isn't one. There isn't. Is this like the recent phenomenon of people going in and licking the ice cream That's thing? what some people are trying to draw a parallel to, that they're saying in some of these news stories. I don't mm. know. Mm. I don't know. What if she says, what if her defense is at the magistrate's office? Mm-hmm. Listen, I didn't think they were clean enough. <laughs> I just, I didn't, they looked dirty to me. Where was your well, scrub brush then, now, ma'am? Right. Or what if there is a practical sort of, not medical, but like a, you know, like a, like she's an old, like this happens in, I don't know. She's part of some tribal sort of thing where they do this and it, it's known to have healing powers. <laughs> and she uses that as some kind of excuse. We pee on the potatoes and then we grow big and strong. What yep. if she just well, like moises a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, something like that. Once well, you belong to some tribe in Dravosburg, yes. and <laughs> I'll tell you now that I think of it, if I was that Walmart associate, I would have turned right around and act like I didn't see any. I'm not getting paid enough to deal with that. <laughs> I'm just not working at Walmart. I'm not getting paid enough to deal with some lady peeing on the potatoes. I'm I'm not getting paid enough to get jammed up in that. Don't they have like a code they announce over the like the PA? You know, like if there's what? a lost. I don't child know where that a, falls. What yeah. code that falls into? No, neither do I. <laughs> Attention, number, Walmart shoppers. Number two. Blah, blah, blah. Code know, yellow. In the yeah, produce it, department. Yeah. Code yellow. Whatever you do, donate the potatoes in Pittsburgh. Do not eat the potatoes in Western PA. I mean, what? What is really this woman's endgame? Potatoes are so delicious. They've never done anything to you. You cannot see the people bring home the potatoes and eat them. So if you're doing this, you don't even get any satisfaction out of it watching them go home and eat them. And anyway, you you mainly boil the potatoes. So yeah, they're being peed on, but once they get boiled and then they're mashed or they're cut into fries or whatever, let's face it, you're you're basically, you're killing all the bacteria anyway. So I, I don't get this. And, and second of all, ruining good potatoes with your uric acid is just a no-no. That, that, is, that is a felony in most places of the world. That is the best in your sports talk for Tuesday, July the 30th. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.